There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again, Lex? Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at SearsImports.com. And when you walk into Sears Imported Autos, make sure you say you heard about them from Jace. Welcome back to the Jason and Alexis show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Shannon Higginan, while Jason is off enjoying himself with his friends and his family, uh, hanging out with producer Don and Alexis. All right, okay, the story starts off sad, but then okay. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be, give us, take us down some nostalgia road, okay? okay? Because you take us down the rabbit hole? Yes, yes, and I'm not nearly as good at it as, <laughs> uh, don't play this, don't play the intro. Okay. Because that I creates, don't know where an, it is anyway, that so. creates an expectation. <laughs> that creates an expectation that I like sat down and crafted this. No. I did not. Okay. But what I did do is that I, I found the story, and this one, the one I read was on Pitchfork Magazine, which uh, is a, a music uh, va- based variety that I read all the time. And had a story about a gentleman named Lou Ottens. He was a Dutch inventor, and he was the inventor of the cassette tape. 
He made it to the ripe age of 94 and unfortunately passed away last weekend. Um, but the story was oh, actually whoa. really interesting because we got to hear about how he was this amazing inventor and how he worked in the recorded music industry. Okay. And he was the one that created the cassette tape and then also was very instrumental in creating CDs and making them um, uh, as the, the, the new hotness after his cassette tape. And it was just an interesting oh. story to talk to read about his life and what he did um, when he was trying to come up with, you know, this magnetic tape recording format that he would going to be be able to use and make it accessible for all of us. Right. And the well, thing and of have a hand in doing the CD too. Right. Yes. And so oh. that's so so he revolutionized music once again, they said by helping Philips develop a durable version of the compact disc. Over 200 billion CDs have been sold since they were introduced in 1982. Yeah, yeah, I still buy a good CD once in a while. Yeah, yeah. every now and then. Every once I do in a while. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I am all for that. Let's see. And it looks like he retired in 1986, and cassette tapes have turned into collector's items in recent decades. And that made me like, I, I wanted to ask it to you because I do have some cassette tapes um, uh -huh. that I still have. And I don't feel like you get the same gravitas for having your old cassette tapes as people do with vinyl. Like vinyl got super popular and now it's like super edgy it's and back. everybody thinks you're great. If you have a vinyl collection and an old school <laughs> record player, they're like, oh, you are the you know the coolest person ever. I just want to hang out with you and make appetizers well, and, and listen to your man? Exactly. Or me and my boombox. I have my boombox. Yes. <laughs> I have a giant two, like two dual deck. Yes. It was dope when I got it. Yes. It's a it's a dual cassette deck uh -huh. so that you could copy from one to the other. Yes. It also has a CD player on the top with like speakers that came off. This was like the I was very impressed. Oh man, I'm seeing the picture right now. Yeah, Shannon, at Miss Shannon with an A. I see it every day because that's my laundry room. So that's where it's downstairs. <laughs> yes. And so it's set up. And so it's really now it's really um uh decoration. Like, yeah. I don't use it, but I could. Like, could, I went through. When you're putting in some laundry just for a couple minutes, I you should. need to put a tape on. I should. Rock that boombox. And yeah. I looked back through my box of tapes. I have some that I made in high school back when we all used to like. And this is funny that Don and I ended up being DJs because I remember how much I disliked DJs when I was in high school. <laughs> because am I the only one that would sit there and you would get your radio out? Yeah. And, they, and you'd have your cassette player. And then they would play a song you like and you would record it, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're you waiting your for rants. the DJ to stop. No, exactly opposite i just wanted the music and i couldn't always oh, afford to buy the cassette yeah and so, so you take stuff off the <laughs> radio right, exactly. yes. so djs were an impediment to my musical enjoyment is what they were <laughs> yeah. they, them yeah. talking just got in the way of the song that i was listening right, to right. you try to cut them off um and so then i'm like and i just grew up and eventually i'm like oh i am also the worst yeah. um but yeah and i and i think I'm, cassette tapes don't have the same love because they're pains in the ass uh, you mean like when they get all spooled oh, out? Oh, yeah, they get twisted, and you have to figure that out, and then you just have just, and then at one point you just get so angry you pull it out and just <laughs> forget about it. But yeah. I used to vinyl, scratch up just... all my records. All my albums were scratched, and you're trying to be careful with them, and you still True, scratch I guess them. It's not as messy, maybe. Maybe, maybe. And at least with CDs, you can learn that trick of like getting some toothpaste and maybe try and get the scratch out of it. Like, you know, you can do that a little bit. Yeah. But cassettes, like I remember like like this is going to super date us, but it is. I remember like you get to the end of it. And once you get the fancy one that would like auto rewind, you're like, I am living. Oh, my sure. best life. You guys, 
You had an auto rewind. I had an auto rewind one. Yes. Oh, I, I had an auto rewind, and my Walkman was auto rewind. I'm like, <gasps> like that was. I saved up all my part time job money to get that Walkman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to did have the one that play side B. Yes, that's cool. Yes. So you're just like <gasps> fancy. <laughs> you are fancy. Do you yeah, still have your Do you still have your cassette player around? I I have a a Walkman. Okay. And it's funny you bring this up because I just saw you know I'm going through just old stuff and mm-hmm. I have this box of you know Angel and I have been together a very very long time and so he, when we first started dating he made me mixtapes. Oh sweet! And yeah. I just found those again and I thought oh do I can I even play these and what's oh, on? That's so cute. That's so very those nice. are the only cassettes that I have and I have my very first cassette that uh, it's a Whitney Houston. Uh, it's when she uh, she had the hibiscus in her hair. It was all <laughs> in Hawaii. It was like pulled back oh, and beautiful. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. The rec- the album. But oh. anyway, that I so I have like maybe eight cassettes. That's it. Yeah, I have a one crate like the ones that I mean. And by the crate, I mean the one that had the slots in mm-hmm. it. So I don't even remember how many slots it has. But I know I have one of those. Like a couple yep. dozen or so. Yes, exactly. I have a case that zips up. That's nice. Foam on the outside, but yes. then it has a hard, you know, little it slots shell. on the yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, you know, I know that like Yo MTV Raps. That was my first cassette. I and have. Janet Jackson <laughs> right. Control. I have. Um, a bunch of talk. I know I have at least two talking heads and a Peter Gabriel. Oh. Like I was like, I went through that phase <laughs> yeah. in high school. Oh, I yeah. was like, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So I, <laughs> and like, I know I also have like Depeche Mode, which I had to rebuy because I, I wore the one out. Oh, sure. Like my sophomore year. No, my junior year in high school, I wore it out. Did you ever have to, like, it got twisted so much that you would have to splice it and then tape it back together? Yes. (laughs) I did that before. You guys did that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just skips over it a little bit, but you could still play it. Right. Exactly. You had to get the little tape. You get your little, you know, you would, yeah, I remember getting that out. I remember trying one time to do it fancy with my clear nail polish. Like, maybe that would make a better splice. I was like a mad scientist with trying to take care of my cassettes. Wow. I don't remember if it worked. I remember (laughs) doing it i don't remember if it was successful but and it's funny that i still have this boom box because i got it at the old radio like three radio stations ago and it just traveled with me as i still works yes oh yeah it totally works like you know i pushed on the button today because i haven't used it yeah it just sits in there and a little piece of me keeps going you're gonna throw a cd in that one day and then i go alexa play my music and then i don't right exactly turn on spotify right you know like you know i'm like it just isn't the thing that you do because we get so trained to have things like put the playlist for us before we would have a stack of Mm -hmm. stuff that you would do yeah. And now we're just and now I mean and that is the consummate amount of lazy and convenience. The fact it that now is. I'm looking like I don't want to even put a CD in. Yeah, once you go to Lazy Town, it's hard <laughs> right. to come back. It really is. It is. It is. I mean, because I also um, mm-hmm. I think because I was forced to listen to music for 19 years or whatever. Right. I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts now oh, while I drive. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of music. I do anytime yeah, I'm in me. the. I'm in the gym. I usually listen to music, but then sometimes I will listen to a crime podcast while I'm working out. See, and I don't. Really I still live for music <laughs> yeah. and have my different playlists that yeah. I put together. So that's still like my primary motivation. So I when- always describe it to people because they're like, how can you not 
just love music. I'm like, it's like if you worked at Baskin Robbins and you had mm. to eat ice cream every day. Yes, everyone loves music, but when you're force fed ice cream, you might not want ice cream all the time after you stop working at Baskin and Robbins. And I think I always yeah, lived, worked so in niche. Cream. I worked in, in particular niche formats, uh-huh. but my likes were outside of that. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Yes, so it absolutely. wasn't until my last radio station, because I live in like, you know, electronic dance music, EDM type yeah. thing. And so that was sometimes play right. on the indie rock station I played with. Yeah. But before, like, I know about hip hop music, but that wasn't what I bought. That's not what you bought. Right. Yeah. And so I think it is just gave me a mm-hmm. breath of those whole things yes. to, get to what you want right yeah. yeah but i agree with you don you know hey once you're in lazy town you might as well just put up a tent and stay there <laughs> exactly yeah mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. oh. all right all right but hey, we do but- have something fancy that we get to do this morning we get yes. to pick a winner right or announce yes, a winner yes we do mm-hmm. yes hold on just a second sure. we yes, got a little our- bit of time alexis oh, can you yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We have uh, some stuff we need to talk about, right? Yeah, we have some uh, some things, too. Well, we're going to do our Pick Your Prize $100 winner when we come back. Right. right Before uh, we talk to Elizabeth with the Dirt Alert. But we also have our listener rewards for this month, too. want to just tell you about that because, hello, we like to give out prizes and you like to win things, right? And you can do that just for doing what you're already doing, taking us around and listening. So you can win an Echo Show, Mm -hmm. gift cards to Bubbly Paws, Culver's, Bread and Chocolate, and so much more. Plus, you can use the app, of course, to register for that $100 daily giveaways. Now, you need to make sure you do that every single day. Yes. So to re-enter for your chance to win and pick your prize, you can get registered for rewards, listen on the stream or on the app, and enter to win. So you can find that on our app or at mytalk1071.com. Yes, and coming up after the Dirt Alert will be this. We have a winner! Winner! Pick a prize! Any prize! I want to hear the name of our winner. 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 Or before the Dirt Alert, rather. Oh, there we go. After before, you know. When we get back, eventually, we will announce the winner and we'll do that. And we'll also check in with Elizabeth Reese here on the Jason and Alexis Show on My Talk 1071. Warning, here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah, even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Dawn, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside, your smile is so important. And if you don't like yours for whatever reason, it can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com. And Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy, Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes-Dental.com. And don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. She's my regular dentist. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. 
Welcome back to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Miss Shannon's in for Jason this morning. Now, before we get to Elizabeth with the dirt alert, we have our $100 winner to announce in our Pick Your Prize My Talk app sweepstakes. Congratulations, Mary Johnson! From Rochester! Nice. You want $100, you don't need to contact us. We'll contact you, but yes. you're also entered to win the $10,000 Pick Your Prize Grand Prize. We're talking prizes like a family trip to Disney World, a $10,000 Rosedale shopping spree, diamond-studded earrings, and so much more. You can find out more at mytalk1071.com and on our app. Make sure you enter to win. You could be like Mary and win 100 bucks, maybe win the big prize, and you just need to enter every single day. Mm-hmm. So. Yay, Mary! Yay, and Mary! Good luck, everyone. Yes. All right. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. Nice Great. to be with you this morning. Um, let's talk about more about Meghan and Harry. This is the story that's dominating the entire week. I'm just yes. leaning into it and understanding yeah, that course. it's going to continue at least through tomorrow, and maybe there'll be more next week. Right. And I am all about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so this was kind of an interesting story because. Um, People might have been wondering about this. If you watch the interview that Oprah did with Meghan and Harry, Meghan talked about having to give up her keys and her passport and her ID when she moved into the palace. Were you wondering, like, why did you have to do that? Yeah, it sounds like you're in a prison. Exactly is what it sounds like, Dawn. You're totally right. So there's a historian named Robert Lacey, and he actually consults on the Netflix series The Crown, and he talked to the BBC about this. Um, And what they say is that Meghan had to hand in her driver's license under security rules because if she went out driving on her own, she would not be protected by security. Uh, He also Mm. said that as far as having to hand over her passport, that may have been taken for safekeeping. That one assumes that the royal's valuable personal documents are kept in a safe or safes under the eye of overall palace security. So So, that she couldn't just lose it on her own? I guess. So she couldn't Mm, misplace it and be like, what beautiful closet did I leave? (laughs) So she can't can't drive away and lost your passport before you have to travel and been like, doggone it, where did I put that thing? (laughs) 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 Or is it just me? No. I kind of feel like it's... Can relate. I know And don't you check your bag 45 times before you travel internationally to make sure that you have your passport? I got myself one of those fancy... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mine lives in, like, the little pouch thing on my necklace as well. (laughs) Yeah. It's nerds. like a third grader. You guys yeah. are nerds. I've got it. Yes. I've got a little, it's like a mini wallet on a string and it goes yeah. underneath on my, yep. my jacket, yes. under my clothes, next to my stomach. Correct. That yes. is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you join the nerd Elizabeth. train. We will send you the link. They are a lifesaver. Yeah. Thank Who you. out of the four of us lost their passport? You, Elizabeth. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Who's always looking up for us? Not us. Yeah. Like, Don't you ever? And we're both like, no. <laughs> that is not what the three of us do. Oh, you guys, this is all fair. I'll take it. I will totally take it. I understand. And, but at least when we say this, unlike Piers Morgan, if we are going to harass you, yeah. we will take it on. You, know, you can dish it and we will take it. Yeah. But we also provide a solution That's yes. right. to what we're picking on you yeah. about. We're like, That's hey, right. Elizabeth, maybe this might make your life a little easier. He needs to listen to this show right. and learn how to behave as a human being. Yes. Oh. And maybe he would be doing a little bit better. I don't know. This um, uh, Another historian, though, said uh, Megan's narrative, it might have fit her narrative of being trapped and isolated, but it was routine and probably anything would have been accessible to her if she wanted it. 
But that being said, I mean, that was how she felt. This is yeah, her truth. That's fair. So, mm-hmm. And it is yeah. kind of odd. Like if someone, you're just not used to that stuff. Right. We're not used to being controlled as Americans. No. As you can tell by so many ways that we handle certain situations in life. For real. (laughs) And Elizabeth, I think when we were talking about the overall tone and tenor of her interview. Right. It really did seem to me that, you know, when, when I really perked up is when she said... People are like, well, how come you didn't know you knew what you were getting into? She's like, I grew up in Hollywood. I thought it was like hanging out with celebrities. Right. It's totally different. Right. And I think that that's the methodology that she went into it going, okay, well, when I hang out with Beyonce, I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. But she is totally different when you hang out with the Royals. And yeah. she wasn't expecting that. She you know, it's funny that, um, that uh, Carol uh, Radzewell, who was on Real Housewives of New York, you know, mm-hmm. she married into the Radzewell family. And then she was very good friends with Carolyn Bissett, who married. JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. she tweeted out just a really small statement the other day, but it really got me thinking that um, people would always say to Carolyn, like, you should have known what you were getting into. And, and the Kennedys would be the closest kind of royal family that we have here right. still, right? I mean, right. besides the Kardashians, right. but Correct. that's another story. <laughs> that's different royalty. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Carol's point was, you don't know. You right. don't know until you're in it. Like, you don't understand the dynamics of things until you're in it. Right. And when yes. it comes to that type of uh, family and there's that much power and money involved, there are things that I think the average person can't even imagine. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also at some point, too, you're like, well, this is the way it is. And maybe you've already asked 100 questions and you're just like, I guess that's just how it goes. Right. And right. at some point, you're just you just kind of go with it. And then when sitting down, maybe in those quiet moments and going, Whoa, what what is really going on here? Yeah. Um, You know what, Elizabeth, I just realized when you mentioned her and that she was friends with, um, the Kennedys. Yeah. I read her book. What remains? Oh, Carol Radswell's. Yes. Which is about, um, her relationship, her husband's relationship with JFK and their relationship because they were very good friends. I didn't realize that was the same person. Yes. Now I'm going to have to watch an entire season of Real Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) You actually have a few seasons you have to watch. Oh, Oh, it's it's New York City. Yeah. It's Real Housewives of New York City. Yeah. Okay. Together or anything. Well, he died. Yeah. Yeah, He died. Yeah. He died died of cancer. He died of cancer very young. And then she kind of went. On. That's interesting. I would like to read that book, Don. Was oh, it good? Oh my gosh! Say the title so of it again, good. Carol Radzwell's book. Yes, it's called "What Remains: what A remains? Memoir of Fate, oh. Friendship, and Love." Well, and she's a writer. I mean, that's yes. been her whole life. It's not like she just was famous yeah, and then she was, was a writer. She's a journalist, mm-hmm. she's, right? Yeah, she is. Oh wow! Interesting. See, look. Huh. Wow. This Full makes up for my passport debacle <laughs> earlier. <laughs> You dropped some wonderful knowledge, Elizabeth. <laughs> Guys, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are no longer speaking, even though oh, they're co-parenting. I don't know oh. how you co-parent if you're not speaking. Oh, I guess you if just you parent have people, separately. I mean, I, you, you know drop what? off the kid with yep. the people, and, and the, the people, people take it, it to the other person. Yeah. Oh man, because unfortunately, know. that's another. That's probably the most real thing that they're having to deal with. Well, you know, even in their thing. this world. source says that even before Kim filed for divorce, Kanye changed his phone numbers. Oh. And said, you can contact me through my security. Yeah. Uh, Kanye That's visits, such a Kanye thing to do. Such a Kanye thing to do. Power yeah. play. Yeah. Kanye regularly visits them at home while Kim is out. Mm. Um, 
despite this, this source says she trusts him around the kids. He loves them and is seeing a lot of them. She leaves the house. He arrives and hangs out with the kids and they have an army of nannies. So the transition is easy. I will say I do like that idea of, and I've always liked that idea of when I've heard from couples who have split that they do the moving and the kids stay at the same house. Yes. I think if you can swing that, that's probably really great for the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a cute term for it. Like, you know, because that, yeah, that, that you, they hub, they, and then you have a different house that you go to. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of them going from one house to the next. Yes, like yeah. you have like an apartment or yep. something, and then you go stay there, and then back and forth. Right. I hope they can afford that. I know. Yeah, that's probably expensive. difficult to string. <laughs> how do they swing that? This yeah. is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Johnson talking about how he cut Dakota Johnson off from uh, financially as a late teen. He said, we have a rule in the family that if you stay in school, you get to stay on the payroll. So you go to college, you stay on the payroll. And uh, Dakota said, no, I'm not going to go to college. I don't want to visit colleges. And he said, okay, then you're not going to be on the payroll anymore. She said, don't worry about it. And then she um, she, she was cast yep. in the social network first. Oh, And then she ended up getting other jobs. But that's his rule for the five kids. And that's right. how he keeps them normal. Oh, yeah. okay. We I like will, that. We'll, we'll support you financially while you're in school. And once you're out, you're out. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Hey. I'm not playing around. Stay with it. Yeah, yeah I like that go. idea. Me too. That works. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go get a plastic sleeve for my passport <laughs> and wear it around on my person. Exactly. You'll never lose it again. You'll sleep so much better, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, sleep with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to the Jason and Alexis show. We'll be back with some more hot topics. I'm yours. Welcome back to the Jason and Alexis show here on My Talk 1071. Shoot me on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon in for Jason Matheson here with Alexis and, of course, producer Don holding you down this Thursday. Uh, we were talking about uh, CDs and cassettes a little while ago. This reminds yeah. me of my first ever Jason Mraz CD. Oh, I bought before yes. he was Jason Mraz. He was something oh, else? Well, it was, was he when, it was when he was first starting before he blew up. Mm. I I lucked into him at this show where I went to go see another band in West Hollywood. <clears throat> and this kid who was performing, I'm like, this guy's really cool. And he's like, I have some CDs in my trunk. I'm like, cool. And we went out and that's Jason Mraz. So really? I have like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, Shannon. Yeah. So he's always been cool. He's he always is. been cool. He's really cool. Right. You should do a Lifetime movie or something. Just a special He'd be an Howie. interesting story. Yeah. I yeah. bet you that'd be great. We'll huh. show that on Hulu or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know what? Normally, I feel like I'm really up to date on what I should be watching and what shows are out there. And then I hang out with the two of you. Yeah. And it's just in my friend group, I'm the one I'm like, hey, I know this thing. Oh, and then I yeah. hang out with you guys. I know well, nothing. Well, we have to watch shows so for our job, nothing. which nothing. sounds like, oh, poor you. But, <laughs> you know, um, I so, think I, I if I don't have something to talk about, I'll just check something out. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. um, yep. it will be just fine because I'll just check something out for a few episodes so I can talk about it on the show and I won't stick with it. Right. Or I will go into a complete frenzy <laughs> like I have all of it which forever. This show, which is on Discovery Plus, yes, it's a part of the investigation Discovery yes. part of Discovery Plus, and it's called Evil Lives Here. Oh no! Um, you guys, I've watched since I've been house sitting 
18 episodes. I'm on, I'm on season three, and they're 45 minutes each. It's, so you're crushing it. It's all I do. I just sit there. I take the dogs out. I eat something, and, and then I watch back. another episode. There aren't any commercials because we have Discovery Plus without commercials, which is only like $6. Oh, okay. Or $7 mm-hmm. a month. It's really great. Um, so no commercials. And the thing I love about it is that you know the the crime is always solved it's I like a situation that. I like where that. it always has been solved and it feels good for some reason to know that i will know that the person is behind bars exactly. or has been executed i can whatever they did yes they're also really good on this show about you don't know what they've done until like halfway through really so they will string you along and it's always personal interviews with the family about whatever nut job they lived with right so this is like oh these are like cri- human criminals not super natural ghosts. No, 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 no. This is all Aliens. human criminals okay. where it's like, I didn't know my husband was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Or and my cousin was doing this. Yes. Or the- and it's like all the signs and all the things that they did in advance. And what's another great thing about it is that I really like bad reenactments. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, some of them are okay, but then I have like done some uh, like pilot stuff where I've done yes. reenactments before, and it is not easy. I right. mean, it's like this is so stupid. How now we need you to this? walk across here and then open the door and pretend that you were looking down into the basement. <laughs> yeah. You know, and kind of you're thing. looking out the window at your husband talking to a prostitute. Right. Okay? You know, and I think it's yeah. <laughs> Which in real life would be like, he wouldn't be right outside your house. No, and you're like, they they swoop the curtain aside a little bit and look around. And then you're looking and you have a concerned look on your face that's very actory. I like Um, when they have to put at the bottom, this is a reenactment, so that these poor people are not being harassed out there and like the cops don't keep getting called before poor Susan who's just trying to like, (laughs) she just did a self-taped audition at her house and got cast. Rosales. Trying to pay her rent. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you so, guys have both done that work, haven't yes, you? Yes. Yes. Oh, um, I, I have a trailer from the very first episode <laughs> that I'll play you guys okay, here. Perfect. I didn't want to do the interview when you first spoke with me, and I still don't want to do the interview. Okay, then. Robbie was I'm really in, bright. But as Robbie got older, he got much more scary. Mm. He wasn't angry anymore, he didn't have any emotions. Robbie, dinner's ready. He was thinking that if I wasn't in the picture, that his mom would come back. Robbie, you better be downstairs at that table in five minutes. If you ever tell me what to do, I will make you regret it. Oh, Robbie. Well, I never thought that Robbie would ever turn on anybody. Even after it was confirmed that it was him, I just still can't believe that he did this. Evil lives here. All new series premieres Sunday. See, January. you still don't know what vo- he did, right? right? I still want to be the voiceover. Evil lives here now. On yeah, I mean, so like you don't know what Robbie did Ew. until like you know about. 35 minutes in. So they show you all the background where he's just slowly getting a little creepier. Yeah, yeah. The thing about, that sounds interesting about the show to me, Don, is that a lot of times when you're, you know, when you live in these true crime worlds, there's always the person that says, they were so normal. It never, you know, we never thought it. We never thought it. We never like it. But then this show proves no, there was stuff. Uh huh. And there was stuff that you didn't really piece it all together. There's a formula, and that's how they start every episode. They'll do like, um, so Carol's going to sit down and talk about her stepson, and mm-hmm. then it's like, um, her stepson was evil inside, and then they always <laughs> say, 
But before that, there were signs. And then they take away all the words except signs. Uh-huh. And then they go into the episode. Fascinating. So, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them really frustrate me because, and I have to admit, like, uh, most of us have never been in these situations. Oh, right. So you're like, why didn't you leave now? <laughs> like, oh, my God, he's going to work. Get the kids and go. You know what I mean? And they're but going and didn't seem know. that. They're like, I was too afraid to call the police. Or it seems like that lobster in a pot thing where uh-huh. it got slowly just yes. the, everything got warmer and warmer and warmer. And by the time they were boiling, they're like, we didn't know mm-hmm. we were boiling. There was this there's this one episode that I watched uh, maybe last night or the night before. I don't remember. It all blends together. But uh, this guy was I hate I'm I'm not laughing about this crime, but he they found out that he was killing prostitutes. Yes. Okay. His wife marries this guy, doesn't know that he's just, you know, a sociopath, psychopath. But something he required is that every morning he made her put on red lipstick before she brushed her hair, took a shower or anything, put on red lipstick. And she always wanted her nails painted red. Okay. And he would buy her like thigh high boots, you know, and it's like his the sex got more violent. And it's like those were some of the signs. Right. That he was obsessed with prostitutes. Oh, God. But the red lipstick like. Put on that red lipstick. Before you do anything else. And the fact that you're like, and you don't want to turn on somebody's, you know, Mm -hmm. proclivities. Yeah. Um, Like, okay. You know, but if it's every day, do this. Like, Like, how did you not go? Yeah. Wow. And he also took her to a strip club right when they were first dating and just like, uh, and then he was at, this is the one that was seen. She looked out the window and he was (laughs) talking to prostitutes. And his answer was, they're my friends. They're just people like us. And she's like, but they're prostitutes. And he's like, everybody needs friends. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So anyway, there's all different kinds of stories that are just people on the run. I mean, they are they're all independent from each other. Yes. So it's like you you think you're going to get into this and just watch one or you can bounce then around. You want to know about the next but then one. You're like, oh, here, here, here comes the next one. Oh, <laughs> I can't goodness. stop. All right. They just, so tell they just me roll how into it. How close to happens. how close to bedtime can I watch this? Um. Oh, well, you are a scaredy cat. So, yeah, but not about these things. The, OK, because all of these people, by the way, are always caught. Yes, that's what's great. It's mm-hmm. resolved. Um, I would say you need a palate cleanser before you go. Yes. To sleep. OK, that's good. I, I appreciate that. Because you you're right. To- I am a scaredy cat. And it's because my brain will use this as, as work dream. parts. Right. <laughs> work parts. Work parts. And so then it's all like normally I'm having a perfectly nice dream no. about Marvel superheroes. And now it's like and then he's we didn't know that that Clint Barton, who was Hawkeye, was evil. <laughs> no. And then there's signs. And now that's what happened in my brain. And then I can't sleep. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> no, I think you do need to watch some something fun, maybe okay. on Adult Swim or something before Fair you enough. go to sleep. So. All right, I'm well, in with that. The other thing I think is really good, other than knowing about these crimes, is knowing some of the signs of crazy. Mm-hmm. True. Just going, okay, well, were they abusive to animals? Right. Uh-huh. So did they? Yes. Did, were they? Was yeah? Like like you said with that example with the like 
put this on when you wake up? What <laughs> obsessive controlling behavior do they have? Oh, yeah, you can Whoa. see a lot of the uh, people have some of the uh, same uh, characteristics, yeah. controlling characteristics, mm-hmm. and just, ooh, yeah. So okay. do not think that to, you need I to be okay. Because yeah, I love Evil Unsolved lives Mysteries. Here. Oh, see, this is these are solved mysteries. So but they're solved, <laughs> so then that whole fear goes away. Yes. yes. And hopefully they learn something, and then the other ones get solved faster as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we are going to solve the mystery of how we're going to wrap up this show when yes. we come back. So, <laughs> this is the Jason and Alexis show here on My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. This is the Jason and Alexis show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Miss Shannon here with Alexis and, of course, producer Don, wrapping up this Thursday show, talking about some people out there that just don't seem to be getting it right, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. They've jumped the shark. Right. Fire up the boat. I'm jumping a shark, shark, shark. It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? Jump the shark. It was dump a mundo. Okay, Alexis and Don, I've got this one. This yeah, what you got? All right, yes. here's what I've got. So, uh, I am a big fan of ebooks. You know, I, you know, I didn't think I would be. Yeah. I held out for a long time. I was like, oh no, I like the tangibility of an actual, you know, paper book. Yes. And then one day when my kid was younger, I ran out of book in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I wonder if the next one's online. And I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Um. So the story that I have today is it's about Amazon. I. I happen to be a Kindle user. I get a lot of my books from, you know, that I use their Audible service as well, all those things. So, here's the thing is that Amazon seems to be withholding ebooks and audiobooks versions of things that they publish in their in-house publishing arm from US libraries. Oh. So normally the way a library will work is that they have certain ways that they buy certain things from distributors mm-hmm. and they pay more for it. Yeah. Because they're going to be loaning it out. So they do pay a premium for it, but then they can loan it out however they are. And there are certain uh, ebook and audiobook distributors that have been on board with that. Well, Amazon, for a lot of its particular books, is saying no because the deal does not benefit them. Oh, I see. Because right. You can check out ebooks from the libraries. Correct. I've exactly. never done that. Exactly. Yes. But, okay. And the way that it works is that you huh. can, you know, it's you know, you sign up and you may be on a waiting list. <clears throat> like they may only have so many e versions of it, but you can get it forever. Like yeah. you can just wait, and eventually the book will show up. Sure. So Amazon is saying that the deal, as it's constructed right now doesn't benefit them or the authors. Oh, okay. I see. Right. And mm-hmm. so they're going, no. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, libraries are having a hard enough time as it is. Yeah. Is that kind of our version of giving out our passcodes to our streaming services? I think so. Is oh. that they're going, but at least with the, at least, well, at least with the, 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 pa- at least they're charging the libraries technically more, mm. but they're going the way the deal is. So, uh, you know, it looks from this article that I found on the verge that, the price that they would want to increase it to to be able to have you do it forever mm-hmm. would not make any sense for the libraries. Okay. And so Amazon's like, well, we're not making any deal money off of this. So you can, as a distributor, decide that you're going to be available on multiple sites. Uh-huh. So then it's fine. But it's the things that Amazon is creating itself. Right. That it's kind of like be- a Netflix show. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so okay. if it's an Amazon original or anything uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. you're not going to be able to listen to it at, via the library because they want yeah. you to pay for it. I see. And I'm torn because I think in our, it, there are so many people who use that facility, even though they have an e-reader, just because you had the facility or the ability to get an e-reader. 
mm-hmm. and a Kindle doesn't mean that you still have a, a, a enough disposable income right. that you can access all these exactly. things. Exactly. Yes. Right. Because there's lots of ways that people get e-readers and there's lots of people that use them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so cutting off this ability, I think, is very disheartening. Yeah, it because is. Because Amazon's making money in lots of ways. Oh, my god! <laughs> Amazon's making yes. money in lots of ways. Yeah, but Are totally. they really losing though, that guys, much money? It's not really Amazon. It's the writers and the authors, don't you think? No, because Amazon, like, there's, you know, that's not what they're saying, is that Amazon, they can still pay that out. Mm-hmm. And they still get a cutoff of each of those things as well. Okay. So they could figure out a way that the pricing strategy works. That's what they're saying, that mm. they're, they're saying okay. it's on behalf of that. But... What a lot of the article goes on to say is that, you know, the publishers make the decisions, not the authors, and that it's Amazon is the one that's making all of these decisions. And that Mm -hmm. means that the authors and the companies that signed on to these publishing prints, they don't get a choice. You know, okay. So, and it's usually oh more things, and these are a lot of things like the 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 authors. And again, you want them to make money, but it's a lot of those big name ones, like the Mindy Kalings, the Trevor Noahs, the Andy Wares, the the, the Michael Pollins. Uh-huh. Their books that are end up being Amazon originals. Oh, those are the ones that you're only okay. able to read if you pay the full retail price. Right. So it's not like they're sitting there worried about. Joe Johnson, who wrote a book in mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I think and like that might it may be a trickles down to them. Mm-hmm. But those aren't the ones that they're really worried about. I think uh-huh. the ultimate worry here is that Amazon's becoming an, a monopoly. Yeah, right. And the only way you can get to ebooks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at all mm-hmm. the different ways that they have basically and places <laughs> like, like authors like Michael Pollan, who I think is a great author. And I actually paid for his paper books as well. Sure. Um, uh, he wrote like Cooked and he wrote The Omnivore's Dilemma. Uh, Alexis, you and I actually saw him um, a couple yeah. of years ago. That Michael Pollan. That's right. Yeah. So we saw him speak. And he's one of who's spoken out on this yeah. about how the they they have expressed their support of libraries and free book lending. Oh, so, so he, well, how does it. he feel? So about he it? did a whole article in like the Post saying okay. that there should be like like libraries need to have access to these things. Sure, you know. So there's just other ways to make money, and like, and is, is are the people who are in line for this book at the library really the things that are causing the profits to go down? And it doesn't seem yeah, to be the case. True. Yeah, I know that every, you know, company has different divisions, but it's like we look at Amazon as a whole and go, aren't you making enough money? (laughs) Right. That's kind of how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I guess they've been discussing, you know, in negotiating negotiations for quite a long time Mm. with the Digital Public Library of America to figure out how to do this. It's a tough one, especially those, you're right, people who would uh, normally... I don't know if this would make people go, oh, I'm going to go to the library instead versus paying, you know, what's right. a book? 20 bucks? Yeah. Right, right. Something like that. They're just like, yeah. I'll if just people are going and... to the library, they're probably there for a reason and they yeah. can have access to as much content as possible, I think would be good for them. So if they're willing to wait in line to get yeah. this book, then I don't see the problem in it. And I still think it goes back to Amazon's trying to like shore up every hole oh, of how sure. they can get <laughs> get paid for things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mm-hmm. love libraries. Whenever mm-hmm. I couldn't afford internet, that's where I yes. would go to, you know, do my schoolwork when right. I was in college. And, uh, you know, you just, you, I, I would check out books on tape. It was mm-hmm. back whenever right. they had, which I'm still, they sure do have books on cassette <laughs> oh, yeah. tapes. They do, yes. You know, and, and stuff CDs like that. And, and even, books. even mm-hmm. movies, like, I was really, you yeah. know, not doing well at the time, and I couldn't afford a, um, a 
blockbuster right um thing so i would rent, rent movies from mm-hmm. from the library and so if yeah. you are able support your local library yes you know, and support your local radio station keep listening to us here at yes. my talk 1071 i'll be back tomorrow alexis will be back tomorrow don will be back tomorrow Woo-hoo. coming up next is donna and steve so we appreciate you stay safe stay healthy we'll see you tomorrow right alexis that's right you be you everyone have a great day we love you so much, and it's Friday tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Woo-hoo. friends.